Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O- L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Where Your Dreams, Season 2, Episode 7. I think it's nice to kind of, uh, you know, teach people and give away everything that you do know. I think holding on to things doesn't really doesn't really leave room for growth. And the more you give away, I think, the more you have the ability to take in and learn and, you know, to keep your mind open and free. So I think that's important. Hey, dreamers, you are listening to Where Your Dreams, an amazingly inspiring podcast where we speak to the coolest girl millionaires, girl bosses and fashion entrepreneurs. If you have ever dreamed of creating your own business, then this podcast will give you all the tips, advice and inspiration to make it happen. Lego. Are you ready to make 2016 your best year yet? Well, visit bemigirl.com forward slash dream and sign up to receive the official WYD Dream Kit. We've created the coolest tools to help you make those 2016 goals happen. Lego. Hey guys, we are back. We've had a bit of a break, a season break, but we are here again with episode seven of season two and I'm really really excited for today's episode as we are speaking to Aliyah Al-Rafai, love her name, so beautiful. She is a stylist and consultant and used to work for Harper's Bazaar in India and she really speaks about her journey into fashion and how it was something that she always loved and then of course she was given the opportunity to style I won't give away too much because I do want you to listen to the episode. But what I do love about her story is that she was self-taught. And it was really because of her passion that she was able to get into the industry. Um, And I guess it just really, it really showed me that if there's something that you love enough and you're willing to learn, you're willing to kind of soak in all the information you need, that you can get there. And not only that, but you can be at the top of your game. Because, you know, Aliyah is at the top of her game in terms of fashion in India. You know, if a brand wants to break into the country, they're going to her. And this is someone that didn't study fashion. So, 
it was really inspiring to hear her story. Um, so yeah, let me know what you guys think. I want to ask you to do something different today that if you love the episode, I'd love you to head over to bemigirl.com and comment on the show notes of this episode, which is episode number seven. So I'm going to go into the show again and yeah, hope you guys love it. Hey everyone, welcome to Wear Your Dreams. I'm Alice Louiton, founder of BEMI, and today I have a very special guest. I'm talking to Aliyah Al-Rafai. Aliyah is a fashion stylist and consultant based in India. She started out working as a stylist on India's first mainstream Bollywood movie on the theme of fashion. Her skill and passion was instantly recognized because she was recruited straight out of the movie set to Harper's Bazaar, India. She's worked some amazing roles including chief stylist and JR fashion editor while simultaneously managing the Mumbai office of the magazine. A true girl boss. Aliyah's role has enabled her to work with international designers and talent as well as India's leading celebrities, models and designers. Aliyah, welcome to the show. Hi Alice, thank you. (laughs) Now I'm so glad that you're joining us today and I've said a very short intro about you. So could you tell us a bit more about who you are and your background? Um, Well I come from a multicultural background. I've been born and brought up uh, in Mumbai in India but my father's Arab and my mum is Indian. So it's quite an interesting uh, interesting mix and I I kind of think of myself as a world uh, citizen. (laughs) Awesome Um, and so just to really delve right into your journey as a fashion stylist and consultant what attracted you to kind of get into styling? Um, well, to be honest with you, since a very young age, I've been obsessed with fashion. I found I traveled a lot around the world ever since I was probably born. Um, and so I was exposed, uh, you know, to different cultures, the uh, street style around the world. I, I would notice things um, and I somehow found myself inspired by everything. I would have a Vogue magazine at, um, you know, being like 10 or 12 and I would like, go through the magazine and, and admire every single page I remember being all of, I think, 14 and standing in a a store window at Harrods and begging my mom for a pair of Patrick Cox shoes. And she would look at me like I was this crazy (laughs) child. No, I can't get you those. You can't have that. Um, I think I was also, I used to watch a lot of uh, John Galliano shows when, you know, he just came into Dior and I was really young and his couture shows, I would just watch them in such awe and uh, amazement. And I think that my journey with fashion started from a very young age, simply with an obsession. Yeah. So tell us a bit more about your journey into kind of working as a stylist. So kind of how did that all all happen? Well, interestingly, enough I've never studied fashion um as much as I love the subject I think a lot of what I learned was self-taught um again for me styling is something that comes innately uh, to you I I um I I finished my master's degree in commerce and then went on to do another certificate course in international understanding with the UN study center here in India and then I always, of course, love fashion, but then one day I decided, okay, I've studied enough. Uh, let me do something I love. And an opportunity came along um, 
to be part of a Bollywood movie. And for me, this was something that was completely new genre, I, I, away from everything I know and away from everything I've done. Mm. Um, I didn't have I didn't have my father's support. Again, um, you know, he was somebody who was conservative. I came from an Arab family, you know. For him, fashion was something that was really just frivolous. Um, I found myself lying for an entire year while I worked uh, as an intern on, on this movie project. Um, it was an amazing experience because the movie was all about the fashion industry. So I got to really work with the best models and photographers and designers. I was really exposed to everything, um, you know, with fashion in India. And there was a lot going on because that's really when it all just started mm-hmm. um, around eight, nine years ago. So that's how my journey really began. Um, there were, it was long hours, hard work. Costume design is something that's really uh, interesting. And um, yes, I think I really learned a lot. It was a solid grounding for me. And, and Bollywood, of course, is a, almost a $3 billion industry in India. Yeah. So it's huge. It's wow, huge. Yeah. that sounds so fun. So how did you kind of um, transition to working for Harper's Bazaar? How did that happen? This is a funny story. So right after I finished working on the movie was round about the time, I think, when The Devil Wears Prada came out. And I found myself sitting in a movie cinema watching this movie thinking, oh, my God, this is the ideal life. This is what I want. And and believe it or not, like, uh, you know, Harper's was then just entering India. Um, it yeah. was a new market for them. They were just coming in and looking to put a team together. And I came recommended, uh, so they approached me asking, you know, if I wanted to come in for an interview. And so I joined them as a fashion assistant. Uh, Slowly watched myself, like, work the ladder up. Uh, I think I got the most amount of promotions anybody ever got at the magazine. (laughs) Uh, So that was fun and, um, yeah, and an amazing experience. Yeah, tell us a bit more about it. What kind of things would you do whilst you worked there? Um, everything. I can honestly <laughs> answer this question as everything from being a foot model to being, uh, you know, I don't know, like really a runner to being yeah. a fashion editor to being a stylist. I was really everything to handling administration in the office. Uh, I took on every role uh, that I could possibly imagine during my time at the magazine. Yeah. And what would you say was kind of the most difficult part of your fashion career? Um, well, I think the most difficult part of my fashion career was was working in the magazine. I would say that because I think, uh, again, you know, we're mostly an all women's office, and every and there are a lot of issues that happen in a fashion office. If I have to be, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, correct and and admit, because you learn to deal with a lot of people's insecurities, you learn to deal, you learn to deal with, I think, people a lot, and that's the hardest part in fashion. It's extremely competitive. Uh, you know, you have to you have to be ahead of the game always uh, to kind of create a mark and make a name for yourself and really, you know, uh, show what you have to show. So I think that's something that for me, uh, I found challenging working in the magazine. Every day was, uh, you know, a new challenge while my job was exciting and I loved it. I also sometimes found myself tired and exhausted and and then somehow I'd find a way to bounce back purely for the love of, uh, you know, what I did. Mm. So I think that's something that definitely you know, was yeah. was the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. And how long did you work at Harper's Bazaar? 
Almost for four years, almost four years. Okay, and then what was kind of the next step for you once you'd done your four years there? Well, the next step for me after Harper's, I decided to to branch out on my own. Mm. Um, one day I decided, okay, you know what, I need to do something different um, and I wanted to grow. So I decided to just quit Harper's. I had no plan, nothing in mind. I just, I just left, quit. And then the next day, surprisingly enough, it was really the next day that I was approached, uh, you know, by a magazine in China who were coming to India to do an editorial shoot. And they wanted to know if I'd come on board. And I was, uh, of course, this was an amazing opportunity for me. We shot, uh, Chanel did a pre-fall collection, I think, which was based um, on Bombay as a theme. So we actually did an editorial shoot for 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 this Chinese magazine. And that was wow. really exciting. And that was my first uh, start after the magazine. I then put a team together. Um, I now have five girls who work with me and I have an amazing team. And, um, yeah, I slowly ended up doing a lot of advertising work, editorials, uh, fashion shows. So different, different uh, aspects of fashion. Yeah, So it's, yeah. it's been amazing. So how do you kind of find the transition from working for somebody else to now working for yourself? What's that journey been like? Um, I think that journey has been interesting. I think it really helps you grow uh, a lot. You learn to take on a lot more responsibility. Uh, I also think that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's helped me learn a lot. Uh, being on being on my own and it's also helped me get a certain amount of recognition mm-hmm. which has also been uh, uh, amazing yeah yeah and would you kind of what kind of comments would you um say once you kind of decided that right this is what I want to do I now want to go out and branch off by myself was there any kind of apprehensions was there any fear what was kind of going on through your mind when you kind of decided that well, I was a little bit scared, but I think um, I, at first I was a little bit scared. But then I thought to myself, I mean, what's the worst that that, that can happen? Yeah. Uh, so I, and I think I was really, I was overall quite positive. I'm a positive person and, and I think things just you know worked out. Mm, awesome. So take us through a typical day in the life of Aliyah now. What kind of things do you do from day to day? Well, I'm a bit of a breakfast enthusiast, I have to admit. <laughs> there's, a, there's a famous quote that says, uh, you know, that I feel that people who have time for breakfast really have their lives together. <laughs> so I'm the one person who's up early morning preparing like these amazing breakfasts for myself, uh, listening to my jazz music in the morning. And that's really how my day starts. Um, it depends if it's a shoot day or if it's a, you know, a prep day for a shoot, mostly on shoot days, of course, I'm in the studio early and then it's an entire work day, but otherwise it's a lot of sometimes meeting with the designers, sourcing things for shoots. So it's a lot of pick, pack, unpack, pick, pack, unpack, you know, life of a stylist. So that's, that's what a regular day looks like. (laughs) I love it. And I I was sort of looking at your Instagram, you know, it's clear that people kind of love of um, following you and your kind of fashion creativity. Um, so what do you think has been the one thing that you do really well that's made people interested in kind of what you're doing? Um, well, I think I style a lot of Bollywood celebrities, but unlike um, a lot of other stylists who do style Bollywood celebrities, I think people don't just follow me for for the interest in in the people, I, uh, celebrities I style, but also in a way for my own personal style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, 
I ha- I like to keep things current and on trend and modern at the same time. So I think like my personal style is dynamic, uh, a little bit edgy and unique, and I think people really enjoy enjoy that. Mm. Awesome. And now we're going to go into the style and colour talk. I'm going to really talk about, you know, all things style. Um, Uh So what would you say has influenced your style? Oh, wow. Uh, Well, I think a lot of elements have influenced my style. Like I said earlier, you know, I traveled from a very young age. Um, I think different places, whether it's people being dressed down in Berlin or uh, a recent trip, in fact, uh, to Scandinavia, I re- I was really inspired by minimalism as, as a way of life. It's incredible to just um, just to see, I think, different places and you, you end up taking in a lot. And I think that definitely has an influence uh, on, on the way I dress. Yeah. And who would you say your fashion muse is? Wow. Um, <laughs> I love I love uh, Christina Centenara. She's the, the Vogue editor, fashion editor for Australia. Okay. And I really love her style. Yeah. And also maybe Karen Waterfeld. But yeah, I think yeah. Christina Centenara is great. Yeah. Awesome. And what is your favorite color and why? Oh, wow. To be honest with you, I'm not a fashion loyalist of sorts (laughs) so I don't really I can't really say I have a favorite color it depends on the mood of the day I think I I it depends on my mood Uh, how I wake up feeling in the morning (laughs) (laughs) okay so what's your favorite color today (laughs) today my favorite color was all black (laughs) I think on on but it depends it's interesting because on a shoot day i've noticed i i kind of have a work uniform and that really helps me creatively because on the days that i'm shooting i somehow work off neutral colors like a black a gray a white a navy um i think it just helps me focus more on what what i'm styling weirdly enough it, i don't know but on mostly i notice that on shoot days it's not i never really wear wear color when i'm yeah, shooting that's yeah. interesting and this yeah. is kind of off script, but I know kind of earlier earlier on you said that you um, you never studied fashion and you kind of were self-taught. So could you right. just speak a bit more about um, what that process was like, kind of teaching yourself, styling? How did you go about kind of learning more about the industry? Um, well, I think styling is something that comes innately to you. I don't really think styling is something that can be taught in a textbook Mm. because again, styling is something that really, uh, you can't contrive it. It it has to be something that definitely comes naturally to you. With respect to studying about fashion, purely for my love for fashion, I would read a lot of books. I would Mm. be on blogs all the time. I'd spend hours on the internet just researching, you know, reading about different trends, reading about different designers, uh, things that influenced fashion. I think I learned a lot uh, from that. Mm. And then, of course, once I started working in the industry, you you can really watch and learn. Every day is a new day. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, so... That was that was really how you know I went about uh, teaching myself. I think it's more just listening and watching people, even in the industry. As I was interning, mm-hmm. I would always you know kind of just stand around and listen, listen, and, and listen. I think that's what the most important when you're yeah, learning. 
exactly awesome um and now we're gonna go into my favorite round which is called the dream talk round so uh-huh. alia could you tell us a story of a time within your fashion journey when you literally felt like wow this is a dream come true i'm literally living my dream <laughs> there's been a few instances where this has happened to Good. me uh, uh, earlier on uh, when I was with Harper's Bazaar uh, Zara was just coming into India and I was invited to interview the CEO of Zara um, I spent I think a week or 10 days uh, with the Zara team in Spain visiting their headquarters this was an amazing experience for me because here I found myself right in the heart of where probably fashion's biggest uh, success story really began. Yeah. Um, it was incredible to get an insight on how the company worked on, you know, visiting their factory, uh, actually being there and seeing how how this their incredible business story. So I think that was an amazing experience uh, wow. for me. Yeah. Um, another moment, I think, was being really recognized for my personal style as a fashion influencer of sorts. Uh, H&M recently came to India and uh, they chose to feature me on their Instagram page. Um, and for me, that was huge because I think it's a great it was a great form of recogn- recognition for me yeah. uh, for a brand like, uh, you know, H&M to recognize my personal style right. on a global level. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love that. I've got to see those pictures. <laughs> um, and what would you say your ultimate dream is? Well, I think my ultimate dream would be to create a brand for myself. I think that was, uh, you know, that would be, would last longer than maybe I would and to be recognized for everything that I stand for. Um, I think that would be my ultimate dream. Yeah. And would you do women's wear? What kind of brand do you see yourself doing? Well, I think maybe something in the online space. I'm okay. not sure what yet, but yeah, I think that would be that would be interesting. Even if it were to have an to to create an online magazine of sorts, or to create yeah, just like a mixed space. I'm not sure what yet. Yeah. And tell us a bit more about the the fashion industry in India. What's it kind of like in terms of you know just as a as an industry? Um, I'd love to kind of hear more about that. Well, the, I think the fashion industry in India is still, I wouldn't say at a nascent stage, but it's definitely growing. It's huge. Yeah. As you know, our population and the numbers in India, it's, it's an incredible space to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many jobs in fashion and there's a lot going on at the moment. I think, again, um, India is being recognized on the global map, even, uh, you know, with fashion and with movies. And I think it's, it's really progressive industry in India at the moment. Awesome. Um, so yeah, tell us some exciting things that you're doing today. What really has you kind of feeling really awesome and energized today in relation to your career or you as an individual? Uh, well, I love to evolve and grow as an individual. So I constantly like to take in new things and to study new things. I'd love to study trend forecasting. So this is something I'm excited about. Uh, I think it's really, it would be something interesting to to know how, you know, you go about deriving the brand, deriving the trends. Uh, so that's something and even still photography. So I look forward to studying a little bit this summer, hopefully. Oh, okay. um, other exciting things happening. I do a lot of advertising work. 
okay. for for really advertising for everything from you know high street brands like Jack and Jones, whether it's beauty brands like a, a Pantene, a Veet, Nivea, uh, f- to uh, advertising for Pepsi and Seven Up. So it just depends with me. I do a lot, I, I kind of like it's interesting to see how each campaign is received. Mm-hmm. So I think my advertising work. Um, is kind of exciting it changes every season again yeah it's interesting to see what happens with that amazing and how did she start kind of get into advertising then well I uh, got into advertising post my work with the magazine Um, Mm. a lot of in India because of Bollywood a lot of celebrities uh, Bollywood celebrities can sell in India Bollywood sells anything yeah So, (laughs) so so there's so by default of being a celebrity stylist and working with the celebrities, advertising was something I got into. And then it just, you know, I, I grew interested into the subject. And then that's how I got about working in advertising. Yeah, oh, I love that. <laughs> so much going on, Alia. <laughs> awesome. Now, I'm really excited about the next segment of Wear Your Dreams because we are now going into the triple love round where I'm going to ask you three questions about things you love and why so the first question is a quote that you love a quote that I love okay I believe that you should give away everything you know and more will come back to you uh that's actually a quote by Paul Arden Mm, okay Paul Arden yeah and why do you love that quote I think I think it's nice to kind of, uh, you know, teach people and give away everything that you do know. I think holding on to things doesn't really doesn't really leave room for growth. And the more you give away, I think the more you have the ability to take in and learn and, you know, to keep your mind open and free. So I think that's important. Mm, amazing. And now a book or blog you love or magazine. <laughs> Um, a blog I love. I do love Who, What, Where. Yes, of course. I think it's amazing. <laughs> so relatable. And, uh, you know, there's, there's something for everyone on there. I think every girl can really relate to that yeah. blog. Awesome. I love ID Magazine. I think they're very progressive. Mm. ID. Yeah. Awesome. And now an inspirational woman you love. Gosh, well, I would have to say my mom. I think she stood by me uh, through everything that I've done, taught me to, you know, follow my dreams, support me, given me a lot of strength. Uh, So I definitely would say my mom. Awesome. And guys, you will find all the show notes and info about Aliyah on our website at bemigirl.com. That's G-B-E-M-I girl.com. And last but not least, Aliyah, what advice would you give to girls out there that are thinking about starting a career in fashion or just kind of transitioning into their dream career like you did? Um, I would say definitely follow your dreams. Uh, definitely be two steps ahead of the game. Uh, you know, before your boss can ask you for something, you should have already done it. <laughs> I think that's when I think that's when you really know that you know you're gonna make it for yourself. So I think just just to follow really your dream and and not to give up. I think a great way to start is to really create a vision board for yourself. Um, you know, to really list. Put, put in all the elements there of where you really want to see yourself, whether it's the next two years or the next five years um, or the next 10 years for that matter. I think having a vision board visually really just helps you, helps you grow and helps you stay focused. Yeah. Love that. 
Um, and Aaliyah, let us know, how can we get in touch with you and find out a bit more about any projects you've got going on? Well, you can visit my website, aliaalrafai.com, or else I'm always available on Instagram to, to kind of see what I'm up to on an everyday basis. Awesome. And what's your um, Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is aliaalrafai. Awesome. And we'll have that all on our show notes page, guys. Well, that brings us to the end of the show, Alia. I've really enjoyed speaking to you and I hope you have too. Thank you, Alice. It was an absolute pleasure. I had a really fun time chatting with you. Amazing. Thanks so much, Ali, and speak soon. Are you ready to make 2016 your best year yet? Well, visit bemugirl.com forward slash dream and sign up to receive the official WYD Dream Kit. We've created the coolest tools to help you make those 2016 goals happen. Lego. Dreamers, thank you for being with us today on Where Your Dreams. You can find all the show notes as well as cool girl content on bemugirl.com. That's G-B-E-M-I-Girl.com. We would love you to subscribe to the show. So please click subscribe now and give us a rating and review so that we can continue to inspire and push you girlies to fulfill your dream. Don't forget to follow our Facebook, Instagram and Twitter pages, all at Bemi Girls. But for now, girlies, remember, anything is possible. So wear your dreams. Hey, everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAS10. That's S-O- L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off.